All right, welcome. This is Circle Back About It, episode two. I'm Ian. Um, this is my co-host for today, Eric Curtin, aka Dubstep for Dads. Uh, hey, Eric. Good morning to all gamers. Thanks for being on the show. Of course, I love shows and I love being on them. Do you really? Uh, you know, once in a while, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> because it's it seemed like it was like a little bit begrudging to be on a show, but you were excited about this show. Yeah, this this one it seems fun. It seems cool. Um, I love fun and cool things, so this is gonna be great. We're fun. We are fun and we're cool. We it's, don't have a lot of things. That's yeah. Um, I don't know. It are you, sounds epic. Are you though. still okay with it though? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm down. Um, could you maybe uh, give like a quick <clears throat> introduction about who you are and why I'd ever have you on my show? Uh, well, I don't know why you'd have me on your show, but I'm uh, Eric and I write stuff on the internet. All right, cool, man. Um, so for uh, any new listeners, I'm Ian, I'm a music manager. Um, I do a bunch of other cool stuff, and once a month I, I sit down with friends and we talk about the happenings, the newest happenings in uh, in music and culture. Not necessarily music; it could be uh, Twitter. You're the resident Twitter expert. I do have an account. <laughs> <laughs> also, really quick, I just want to apologize. I'm uh, sick, uh-huh. and there's probably going to be a lot of sniffles and some coughing. Okay. But that's it. Duly noted. What's up on what's up on Twitter? What's the haps on Twitter? Uh well it seems like a lot of people lately are posting. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, true. I've noticed that a lot recently. Oh, what are they what are they <laughs> posting about, Eric? There's a lot of posting going on. Um a lot of stuff right now about uh, the fall season. I I'm sure you've noticed. A lot right. of people a lot of people are talking about how the season is changing. Which is very interesting. <laughs> It's one of those things that happens uh, every year. <laughs> the season changes and people lose their shit. Uh huh. Um, I actually saw like thirty minutes ago. Um, yeah. Uh, Brian Silva. Well, doesn't sure. he follow you? Oh no! I Come no, on. I Let's, blocked him. Let- <laughs> I blocked him and unblocked him. Why did you soft block Brian Silva? Remember, like people thought I was running his account. Yes. Yeah. So I soft blocked him. So we were neither of us were following each other. Why would people think that though? Because like I remember, but some of the listeners might not yeah. know um, exactly. Like you said who you were, but and I was like, oh, you're dubstep for dads. But but who exactly is dubstep for dads? Why would people maybe come to that conclusion? Yeah, well, Brian Silva was he was following like fifteen people. He's still only following seventeen, but he was following fifteen people, and he quickly made this jump in his content from basically tweeting shit like yo who wants to see my monster 10 inch cock to uh saying just like stuff that was like really i'm not like other girls i'm actually a guy hilarious uh so you know he's like (laughs) comedy yeah so he's like trying or who you know whoever's running his account obviously it's i think someone is running his account whoever's doing that like made the switch to you know trying to get a bigger audience by doing comedy on twitter and because he was only following 15 people, me being one of them, I have a large comedy Twitter account. People looked at who he was following, and someone who has like a decent following on Twitter pointed out the fact that he's probably not writing his tweets and like look at who he's following. Uh, so I saw like a couple people starting to say that they think it was me who was doing it. Mm-hmm. And not that it's like a huge deal, 
but I didn't really want to be associated with it because I think his content like really sucked. A, a lot of people has, say has it. he ventured into because uh, I feel like a lot of times you had this uh, kind of funny tweet the other day where like the, someone the first time they go viral, um, yeah. where they're like my new album, and I feel like that's true. We'll like post like a screenshot of the tweet, I guess, so people can see it. Yeah, um, it was actually just um, it was basically you know the backpack kid. Yes, it was basically just his exact uh, Instagram bot. But yeah, I mean, I think as soon as someone does something like viral on the internet or whatever. The very first thing they do is trying to like to try and monetize it. Their first idea is to like become a musician. Yeah, it's very funny when when someone goes viral by accident, and I mean like incredibly viral because it's either this thing where they don't really engage with it, and they're just like something happened with me on the internet, and it's just there, and it exists now, and it's you know it belongs to the internet. Or the first immediate reaction is like, how do I monetize this? How do I stay famous forever off of this weird thing that happened to me? Like you accidentally like fucking stole a penguin and you're you went viral and you're like i'm gonna make a career out of stealing penguins and it's you know or you just like give the penguin back you know that classic story of the stolen penguin the stolen did you did you steal a penguin no is that what you're saying no i just i just made that up oh okay good Mm. Uh (laughs) yeah no he tweeted uh getting back to that he tweeted i want to cuddle and watch spooky movies with you which is a very (laughs) fall tweet because now that leaves are falling, right? It's time to watch spooky movies. It's gonna be uh, any day now. I I thought it would be sooner, but I'm surprised all of the cute girls on my timeline haven't changed their names to Spoopy. Yeah, whatever their name is, but Spoopy. So it's like Sarah, but Spoopy. Yeah, I honestly think a lot less people are gonna do that this year uh, because it's. Being, you think that's out? I think it, it's being made fun of a lot. Twitter predictions. Yeah, from Eric. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, I don't follow too many music people, um, so I don't see like. I'm so glad I have you on my podcast. <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a problem. Um, <laughs> I've like recently. I mean, I guess I can talk about. I, I just I feel weird speaking uh, about this like community that I don't really know about. But well, we're not um, we're not presenting ourselves as experts. Okay, okay. We're, we're we're idiots. Just talking about yeah, stuff. Oh, we're, cool. we're idiots who bought microphones. Okay. As and, long as everyone knows that I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, you're an idiot who's amassed a, a large following, and I'm the idiot who convinced you to be on here. <laughs> so that's that's what you should expect for this episode two of Circle Back. About we were talking a little bit about um, the whole Mac Miller Ariana Grande thing. Indeed, indeed, and uh, she, she just made a post like last night. I think. Yeah. Did you see she, that? she returned um and i think yeah. just to, to boil it down what what i don't think we, either of us need to explain who ariana grande or mac miller are if you should know who they are if you don't just look them the fuck up Google. they're huge well one is huge the other one is now unfortunately deceased indeed the narrative was basically what happened was mac miller died um, I think we can confirm at this point from an overdose. I don't. I don't think that's alleged anymore. I think that's confirmed. I believe so. And then because he had dated Ariana Grande, a lot of people went on her timeline and commented that it was her fault um, that she drove him to do this. Despite a lot of friends coming out, personal friends of both of them saying, you know, no, she was very involved in his sobriety. And also, regardless of whether she's involved in her sobriety or not. 
I, I feel like this narrative of like the Eve character from like Adam and Eve, the narrative is that it's the Yoko Ono thing is that it's the, it's called the Yoko effect. I think, I believe it's actually like a term where it's like the woman is responsible for the man's like bad behavior. And that's like a really toxic thing. I don't really know exactly what she said in response though, but that was my takeaway was that like that, that's really fucking whack. It's obviously not her fault. Obviously, it has nothing to do with her. She's seemingly supportive of his sobriety and only helped. So yeah, and yeah. I mean, what I can't even imagine going through that for someone like her. But what did what did she say? I I don't remember. Um, I just saw that she posted something. I, I was gonna add on to that though. Is that so many people have been saying how well he was doing also, mm-hmm. and I feel like not enough people. You know, you see tweets. Uh, every, every single tweet after it happened being like, you know, uh, check up on your friends, like depression is real and all this. And, you know, which is super important. It's very important. But not a lot of people were also saying like, hey, um, be careful with drugs. You know what I mean? This could easily have been a terrible, terrible accident, you know? Um, yeah. Well, that that was what happened with, with Pete. Like, yeah. Like yeah. his family came out later and said, "Like no way, Peep was. I mean, Peep was very depressed, but he was not right. suicidal mm-hmm. um, by any means. This was an accident." And Ducky, you know, you know Ducky. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I met her. Ducky is this amazing producer DJ, um, and she uh, she's like really bringing things back to like rave roots. That's the best way to I think to describe her. But she had a uh, she is sober, um, and she had a tweet um basically saying like if you're going to do drugs get them tested be careful you know and she got some pushback on that people were like no how about people just don't do drugs and it's like you know what dude people are gonna fucking do drugs yeah it's going to happen so the best thing you can do is is not create in poor environments for that to happen and be ignorant and just say well people just shouldn't do drugs festivals should allow people to test drugs at their festivals that yeah. would make for a more safe environment right you know i mean people go well you're promoting the drug use it's like no dude that's gonna happen regardless mm-hmm. you should create safe environments for things that are happening regardless you wouldn't be like you, you wouldn't buy plotting out maybe like a drainage system for the road be like well you're promoting flooding <laughs> you know yeah i don't know if that's exactly a correct <laughs> allegory but it seems it seems right yeah uh, you know, with the whole thing with Ariana is it's so terrible and it has so much to do with the fact that so many of her fans are very young people. And at this point, growing up with social media at like a young age. Do you age, think it was her fans or Max fans or do you think that it kind of matters? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't really think about that. I assumed it was her fans because... That's interesting because I didn't. I assumed it was, I assumed it was Max fans. Um, but but let's let's bring it back to to Ariana so we can sort of like finish talking. Yeah. Okay. So what I was gonna say uh, before we got in depth with about what fans are saying stuff. It's so many young people who really don't care about what they're saying online because they kind of. I think it stems from them thinking that, you know, it doesn't really have an effect or, you know, they just want to be mean for the sake of being mean. It's super toxic with a huge fan base like that because the people who are like super supportive, 
not all of them are replying to you. But the people who are extremely negative and like terrifying are the ones who want to comment on your shit and make you see it. And like the fact is is that celebrities do read their replies and comments and everything. And you know, not all the time, but they definitely see that shit and it has an effect. Um and the crazy thing is that they're just saying it for no reason or they're saying it because, you know, some of them actually believe it. There's definitely people who are like, oh, she, I firmly believe that she is like responsible for his death. But I think like so many do not actually believe that. And they're just kind of going along with what everyone else is saying. I completely agree. And I think like half of those people, maybe more, I have no idea percentage. I'd say a high percentage though would do what I'm about to say. But if Ariana Grande would respond and be like, that's really fucked up to say, they would be like, oh my God, Ariana, thank you for responding, exactly. Queen Ma. Like, they would completely change their tone. Yeah, that's exactly it's, where I was it's, going. They're looking for attention, and they don't realize the consequences of the way they're going about it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I mean, that's I haven't really even thought about it like that, but it is really just looking for attention. They know that like the more extreme and harsh their comments are, that's what people are looking for when they were going to her page days after that happened everyone was browsing looking for those replies just to be like holy shit do people really think this and they're getting that attention you know people are replying to them yeah it's terrible right and obviously that's not you know in a vacuum to ariana grande it happens to to small artists to large artists and it's not even like it's not even like really fucked up things like you killed mac miller it's smaller things like yeah like you're ugly or yeah or like you smell bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah with Post Malone, I actually I tweeted about this recently. Um, the amount of people that say Post Malone smells bad, like, dude, that is a genuine like human with real feelings, and you're just like saying that he smells bad so you can get like forty likes on a tweet that isn't original. Post Malone smells bad. Can we get forty likes? We can definitely get some likes on this one. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But that's not amazing. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. I just think like, hey, if you don't like his music, you know, make fun of his music or say that his music sucks. But like most of these people probably like his music. I think like, these, I love like, his music. you know, 16 year old girls who are like, ah, oh, Post Malone smells like cigarettes and French fries. <laughs> French fries. Is, I, I don't think anyone said, I think I just said that. You just said that. Uh, which is funny. It but, is funny. Um, you know, he probably smells good. He has a lot of money. I would imagine he, I would smells, imagine he good. smells great. He's sick, dude. I love his music. I think he's made a few stumbles. I think that quote in Fader was not a good moment. Yeah, um, I was going to say, he's done some like dumb shit. So, like, yeah. if you want to talk shit about Post Malone. No, I don't. I, I don't. Know? We're not here to talk no, shit. No, not We're us. not here to talk shit. I'm talking about other people who's like, say, you know, like Post Malone. I'm saying that's if you where want, I was. Yeah. That's where I was going with this, yeah. right? That's where I was going with this. No one's perfect. Um, and even the people who present themselves as perfect get made fun of the most, right? Like Taylor Swift, who are obsessed with their image being like very squeaky clean. They get them made fun of because they're so obsessed with their image being squeaky clean. Like they get made fun of for not being a part of the conversation. So like if you're going to make fun of Post, maybe make fun of, you know, the fact I don't really know what the quote was. Well, there was a lot in the Rolling Stone article. Yes. Uh, he said something uh, along the lines of, uh, if you're looking for deep, meaningful lyrics, like, don't listen to rap music or something. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> which, uh, like, 
People, yeah, I mean that's not it's not an appropriate thing to say, um, especially if you're a white dude. I don't know if he's fully white, but if you're a white dude in in hip hop, there's a certain semblance of like you you need to be more respectful than the average artist of the craft. But yeah, dude, it's 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 fucked up. He's a really dope artist. He makes really dope music. Yeah. Um, he he's going about it in a very interesting i think in innovative way where he's crossing all these genres and just putting out hits like he hasn't put out a bad song in my opinion right right Um, i agree and i think he said some dumb stuff so i guess the point is like there's fruit there that is somewhat low-hanging that you could go after go after that if you're going to hate on somebody but like if you're gonna i think there's two things that are takeaways from this If you're going to hate on somebody, hate on somebody because you actually dislike something they're doing. Don't hate on them because you think that other people will click on it. It'll give you some sort of attention because what the fuck are you going to do with that attention? Like, are you going to put out your own album? You going to put out your own merch? Like, are you going to backpack kid your Instagram profile? You know what I mean? Like, like that's your goal. What's, what's your, what is your goal with this? Like, um, so yeah, you know, if you're, if you're going to do that, then, then pick a good, pick a good reason of something maybe not good that they've done to comment on. Because I, I I think it's the message is not artists deserve like admiration only or celebrities or whatever. Um, it's that if we're going to have conversation, it should be, proper conversation it shouldn't just be shit post world because like where the fuck does that leave us um yeah. but i guess where that leaves us is is with someone like takashi we get on the topic of takashi because of like i feel like that's what happens when you know just like this shit post era um but like where i really wanted to go is it with it was that like the old guard of hip-hop i feel like has somewhat of a responsibility to pick and choose whom they are putting on if you're really successful early in your career and you're putting out legendary stuff which kanye has and which eminem has eminem had four slam dunks in a row not singles albums like certified heaters and um and now he has i mean it's just not it's not as good like it not even close whether it's good or not is a completely separate topic but it's yeah. just not there and you, when you're eminem not to take anything away from eminem he rightfully should be on everyone's top 10 list like of best rappers of all time because he's just that fucking good but when you're that fucking good a you get graded on a curve and you're not allowed to complain about it. Like, if Kamikaze came out and it was just some random person, everyone would be like, oh, shit, cool. Like, just some random kid from, like, the Midwest made Kamikaze. Oh, yeah. That, um, would, that, would, that would be a tweet. Right. And, and it would have 300,000 retweets. Can we get 300,000 retweets on my tweet? Uh, now that he's older, he's just regurgitating the same ideas. He's still... He's like a 45-year-old man who's still angry about 22-year-old shit. And it's just like, dude, this is yeah. I'm, I'm over. I'm over this. I don't I don't care about your message anymore. So like where I think people like him can succeed and I think people you know who are like the other older guards of 
you know, hip hop or indie rock or whatever you want to make it be is they put on younger people with fresher ideas. Um, and so, you know, why put on someone like Takashi? Why not put on someone maybe more positive like a young thug? Um, Brockhampton. Or Brockhampton. Um, That'd be sick. You know, like I mean, there's countless ones that we can name that are fucking sick. This kid, Jack Harlow, that I just learned about. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of like your responsibility to to do to sort of say like i've got this huge fucking platform people know and respect me because of what i've done you know you don't need to get into an argument with machine gun kelly like you could be spending that time and energy doing something positive a thug actually uh sort of segues me into something completely different um but he was just featured on Another person I think is kind of cool and coming up, although he gets some weird shit talked about him that I've never understood why, but I don't understand why NBA young boy has a bunch of like memes about him that he's like soft. I literally don't. I, I always hear people talk about this guy. I have no idea who he is. Okay. So did I. And then I finally just like looked it up. Um, and then of course I didn't actually get much research in before I found like he put out a new album. Um, and on that album, one of the features was Young Thug. And mm. what attracted me to the feature most of all was is produced by this guy, Kenny Beats. And Kenny Beats uh, is, has nothing to do with anything that I was talking about, although like he is a younger guy that's getting put on now. But he was this producer that was in a group called Loud Pack, which was like a full-on EDM thing. Um, was, that, was that Loud Pack with, with, a, with a V? With a V. Ah, that, yeah, yeah that, that sounds... So now it's really familiar. It it should be. They were doing it. Uh-huh. Um and now he's Kenny Beats and he has he has cuts with Freddie Gibbs, with Key, now with Young Thug, NBA Youngboy. Um like he's murdering it, killing it. There's no real point here. I just really wanted to shout out I just really wanted to shout out Kenny Beats because I think he's what he's doing is fucking sick. Yeah. And I'm really happy like some of these producers that are unbelievable producers like edm is not a waste of your time if you're a producer especially if you're good at it but it's good to see some people starting to really cross over like and there's a lot of other producers that like are predominantly dance people crossing over cashmere cat i feel like is one of them Mm -hmm. um i mean because he's just on everyone everyone has a cashmere cat cut but it's really awesome to see you know someone who had this really successful edm career sort of shift over to and make i guess what he was feeling now at this point in his life right um i mean i succeed yeah and succeed um i think that's really cool while we were on the topic of uh nba young boy and young thug um i wanted to kind of go back to happenings on the twitter timeline because there was this whole thing i think someone else who sort of fits into that world is smoke perp mm-hmm. and there was this whole thing with him and russ that was really funny yeah that's, um that's funny what happened i actually don't know like the exact timeline of things i just like two or three days ago it was all over my timeline that um russ had sent a couple of his people from his team or whatever to jump smoke perp and like he got his ass kicked which i don't know it just seems really funny 
because I just think it's really funny because, you know, uh, like every rapper, um, you know, young bands has been like one of the bigger ones that's doing it. You know, they all just kind of clown Russ. Um, and I think for good reason, you know, I actually haven't listened to his music. Um, I don't know. I probably should. I've heard that, you know, he, he makes decent music. I've glossed over it. And here's the, here's my unpopular opinion, or maybe it's not unpopular because he sells a lot of tickets. So yeah. it has to be somewhat popular. Right. It's not, I don't remember any of it. I couldn't tell you any of like the songs off the top of my head, but they were all good. Yeah. Like they're, whether you like it or not is a separate issue, but in terms yeah. of whether they're good or not, they're good. They're good, catchy tunes. So I like, I don't know why he gets, he gets clowned, I guess, for being like sort of similar to like, I think to me you know, as an internet person, this is what I see. Um, like 90% of the reason Russ gets shit on so much is because he really just says a lot of corny shit online. Like he really does. And I don't know if you've seen this. Um, it's, it's actually very interesting. Do Uh, you think it's, and I have not seen his particular quote unquote corny shit. mm -hmm. Um, but I've seen other accounts from large artists do it. And my initial reaction is, do you think it's actually Russ? Oh yeah. I so I follow a lot of I follow a lot of DJs um, right. because I know a lot of DJs. Right. Um, and I also had a lot of clients in the EDM space. That like big EDM Twitter and like Euro EDM Twitter, the Vegas guys, like the really 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 big ones, um, and like Tomorrow World or whatever, like some of their accounts are just atrocious. It's not them. It's so clearly it's not them. It's some person that they've hired to run it, and there's no voice behind it. There's no thought. There's no story. It's like some picture and, like, some pseudo-positivity quote. Right. Um, so that, yeah, that's so much of that. And this is actually different. You know, those are, like, huge DJs who just, like, can't run their own socials. So they have, they like hire someone to tweet some shit. Like I only feel like myself when I'm with you and it has 30,000 likes and it's super easy to do. And I hope those people aren't getting paid that much. Um, do you, (laughs) that's kind of mean. They do do the exact same job. Right. Yeah. They're not doing a good job of it, but I'm doing a better job. You are. Yeah. (laughs) That's not like a dick, but I'm, I'm not sitting here writing one five word quotes that don't mean shit right and like can't wait to find someone to stay up late with and uh talk about aliens and 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 wear a big hoodie yeah and wear a big hoodie because you know the fall season is coming (laughs) who is that kid that everyone was clouding and he kept it was it's probably not one kid it's probably a lot of kids there's I hate college Twitter so much. That's a very college Twitter thing to yeah, happen. It's it, that the whole fall thing is really happening in college Twitter right now. Um, explain very briefly what college Twitter is. Cause I don't think that's pretty deep. I don't think a lot of people are going to know what college Twitter is. So I'll basically explain college Twitter. Right. It's just like, you know, a guy or a girl that is currently like at a university, um, often in a frat or sorority. And you can tell that, by their profile um just like you know if it could be a guy wearing a basketball jersey with his arm around another guy and they clearly have had a couple beers which is fucking sick honestly that's awesome um and then you know it'll say like 
what college they're in in their uh, bio. Like their header will be like like a picture that was taken at like a party that they had in the yard. It's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Within these communities, there's like really big opportunities for dumb shit that is relatable to college people to go viral because you feel like you're a part of like a community. So like when some other college guy or girl sees this tweet, that's like, like the walk of shame, you know, which is like a thing you do. Right. That's the classic thing. You know, you see like a tweet that's like vaguely funny that has to do with that. And you're also in college. And even if you haven't experienced it, you know, that, you know, this is something I could experience. You feel like you're a part of that. And it, it creates like much more of a reason to share it because it's, it's, it's relatable content. Yeah. 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 So, but it's, but it's the most vanilla of relatableness. Yeah. And like, there's no like underlying joke or irony in it. And it's, you know, so stuff like that. So stuff in college, Twitter can move very quickly throughout Twitter because people like to feel like they're a part of something and they're sharing something else from someone who's also in college. Is this why Russ is getting clowned? Because he sort of tweets like that? Um, not exactly. No, not like that. I wish I could come up with some shit that he said. Oh, well, one example. Uh, so, you know, he's been fighting with Adam 22. Have you been keeping up with this? Uh, I have not, but, okay. um, so, but good. So they were arguing. Adam 22, he's a internet celebrity. He runs a podcast. Um, as well called no jumper he used to be very heavy into the bmx community and sort of still aesthetically is um but long story short adam 22 uh as far as i can tell from my own minimal research got deservedly me too'd but of course his fans are all 14 year old boys who don't care about that so it really didn't affect him or his world it should also be very quickly <coughs> noted the reason we're talking about Adam is that he's very heavily involved in this world of like up and coming hip hop. Um, he interviews he's put people. like a lot of people on. He's put a lot of people on with his platform. People like Smoke Perp um, and NBA Youngboy and Lil Pump. Those are the most frequent people on his show. Go on. true. Um, so here's where this argument started. Adam, a couple days ago, three days ago, tweeted, Russ sent three big-ass dudes to my store to jump me six months ago. They waited around till I went to get a manicure, and I was alone. Dude punched That's me once. That's a weird detail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, shout-out manicures. Dude, I haven't manicures got one tight. yet, but I fucking want one. You want to so go get bad. one after the show? Um, I don't have any money. <laughs> Unless I'm being paid for this. You're not. <laughs> As expected. You're not being paid for this. You're not being paid for this. Um, it's fair. I don't deserve it. Dude punched me once and ran. The guy ran. I didn't even know who it was from until Russ bragged about it on AK's stream. I, is that academics? I, don't know. I guess so, yeah. That ain't tough. And tagged Russ. Um, so then they just like start arguing. But, so for example, of some like lame shit that Russ would say, mm -hmm. it's like super along this vein. Someone responded to Russ and said, so you didn't go throw hands with him and sent multiple dudes instead? Why exactly? And he quote tweeted it and said, because rich bosses don't get their hands dirty. Yeah. That's some 
fucking lame yeah shit. it's pretty lame that's an example of some lame shit that russ would say and he's said other stuff like that before that's like you know not the exact same thing but like similar stuff that kind of just makes him sound like an idiot mm-hmm. uh, and he like really talks himself up um which is like i don't know be humble you know he's he's selling um he's doing good I, he's doing I really think, well i think he's doing really well no, he's, so just, he's like, selling a lot um, of tickets dude. yeah um and 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 pr- and presumably records as well um yeah just like looking at his streaming numbers he's doing well he's got fans um but yeah i i I agree that's a weird attitude and actually you know what that's i think this is all fair now because what we were talking about with like someone like post malone is like clown them for like the stupid shit that they're doing right and i think that's a fair thing to clown russ about totally um you know like like, dude like he he isn't hiring someone but he's someone who should have hired someone to do his social. Right. If you're going to write a tweet that says, like, big bosses don't get their hands dirty, like, it, yeah. you get, yeah, you get, just, yeah. you get clowned. That's the way it is. And I think, like, yeah. you also are going to get clowned if you, like, then, if your reaction to all of this is to send people to beat people up on your behalf. Like, that's, that's a way overreaction. I am not Russ, clearly. If I were Russ, or if I were advising Russ, I'd say, dude, like, lean into it. The only way people will think you're cool at this point is if you just, like, accept the joke and just be part of the joke. I mean, I feel like people do have, like, harsh opinions on Russ, but how much of it is really real? Most of it's just jo- just people joking for attention. So yeah. just lean into it. Just be like, just be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm soft, whatever. I'm out here getting this money. But people will be like, all right, all right, Russ. Yeah. You know, like, what else are you going to do at that point? Yeah, he would have, I think he would have more fans. If I think he he'd have a positive reaction. Yeah. You know who else is epic? Patsu. Yeah. Um, I found him. Wyatt showed uh, me Patsu. I found him on my own, just like going through some sort of Spotify Explain. Shit. Explain who Patsu is for the listeners. It's, it's lo-fi hip-hop radio beats to relax dash study to. Perfect. And it's epic as um but anyway if you go you should just check out potsu don't do the roundabout way of doing it but check out both of these things because they're both great but it is sort of like that i feel like it's in the vein of like um you know like early uh like it's it's like jay dilla it's everyone who's trying to be jay dilla um who's like an early amazing lo-fi hip-hop producer um who predominantly made stuff on like 808s and like machine stuff instead of like a computer um and uh but his music's just really relaxing and he sort of incorporates like jazz piano into it and yeah he's um, definitely my favorite artist right now the other night i was drunk and my friend was driving me around i put on patsu and like i tried to i just like i was trying to explain like how much like this album like his last album that he put out um just friends is what it's called Mm -hmm. and i was trying to explain like how like special it was to me and like i probably sounded like a fucking idiot i mean i was very drunk too but like what just like such such a good album i mean it's incredible and then i fell asleep to it um and i think he's super funny too yeah like i don't know him that well but yeah i like have started you know from wyatt uh-huh. my roommate why uh, is uh, is another artist who uh sort of makes beats to sleep and study too yeah although they've 
gotten more aggressive, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he goes by Electric Mantis. Um, he's great. Yeah. You cool, should follow Cool guy. Cool guy. We'll, we'll put it in a great He's a respected gamer. He has a huge gamer score online. Does he? Uh, no. no. Oh. But, I mean, he's, he's fucked me up uh, in Call of Duty. <laughs> I started following uh, some of Wyatt's friends and some of, like, the people that they, that, like, Patsu interacts with. And it's all these, like, you know, like, younger producers who are so fucking talented. And uh, it's so cool. And they're also really funny. And, you know, I don't make music myself, but if I did, I would be like, fuck, man, these, like, younger kids are just, like, gunning mm-hmm. for, you know. It's it's super cool. And, you know, congrats to them for being super talented and also funny and, you know, having fun on the internet, which is all, what we all want to do. Nice. Which is really hard to do. It is. You know? Patsu uh, is a producer I really like because he is he's taking elements that are familiar, um, lo-fi hip hop via Jay Dilla, um, jazz piano. You know he's making it his own unique thing. Um, and someone I think who's another producer who's also doing that is G Jones. Um, and I've known about and respected G. Do you know G Jones? I do not. You would really like G. Jones. Um, he just put out this uh, track called Time, which is like, it's like seven minutes long. It's a long track, especially for like a dance track. And I don't yeah. even know if you call it dance. It's more like a sound design experience. It's under the guise of EDM. I feel like kind of like it's a, it's a DJ bass music track. He's someone who's doing something who's really unique to him. And it's really just standing out to me. And he's been around forever, um, but I feel like he's finally got it now, and uh, and people are really, really paying attention. Um, and bigger people who are people who have been credited with just that and succeeding with doing their own thing and building really big worlds. Yeah. Um, no pun intended, but Porter Robinson with Virtual Self is now bringing him on tour, which makes a lot of sense because I think I like tweeted not too long ago that he was like, he was the Porter Robinson of bass music. Uh, G Jones was, and I, I stand by that. I think he, I think he is. Yeah. Um, just because he's doing something super unique. More on that thread is, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of producers that are doing that, um, and it's making me really excited about music right now. Patsu was obviously one of them. G Jones, one of them. Um, this guy Dylan Brady, Dylan Brady, Dylan Brady, good guy, dude. I think I, I met him once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think at uh at Little Aaron's house. Oh, sick. Um, I think yeah. Probably. That would make sense. I'm always drunk when I'm there. I think they roll together. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, Dylan Brady. I mean, he's he's out there, man. But Dylan is like, I mean, he's taking like super distorted vocals and distorted guitars and really using distortion as an artistic tool instead of just something that inhibits you um and i mean just like almost like painting music with distortion i feel like that's a really good way to describe dylan brady there's all these sort of like producers sort of fluttering around dance music because dance music is what i feel like have brought producers to the forefront of being artists themselves um like 
prior to dance music, if you were a producer, you'd just be the producer of that music. But now you see, you know, on NBA Young Boys thing, it says produced by Kenny Beats or something will say produced by Diplo. Whereas like prior to dance music, I don't think that was as much of a thing because I think producers yeah, agree are with that. kind of becoming their own own thing. And, you know, for a while it was just dance music and that's it. But now people are starting to stretch their legs and get more in to other spaces um and it's kind of like made me have like a new appreciation and like discovery process for all of these um all of these other genres of music that i think are made sonically better because people are starting to become their own producers and be better at production yeah um i actually have no idea whether or not they produce their own music but uh jungle Jungle is a band that I heard recently and I've seen everywhere. And the reason I kind of got on the topic of Jungle um, through that was that Jaguar Dreams is basically that. They're producers who had a, a need to produce a more mature sound or what they, you know, what they were growing into, you know, with like the producers getting more recognition, you know, you find these producers are starting to say, well, hold up. Now that we're getting more recognition, we can start other projects. Like we can do, we can venture into other spaces because we can be our own producer, you know, with like Chet and Chaz doing something like Cherry Surf or with, mm -hmm. you know, like the Jaguar Dreams project, you know, you know, like Niles Rogers and like Chic, like, um, or like Chromeo. Yeah. Or like yeah. Phoenix, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. sort of like justice. It has nothing to do with any of this besides the fact that she's amazing and put out a new project, but Julian Baker. Ah, you know, Julian Baker. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar slightly Me and Chaz because you and Chaz love, love Julian Baker. Yeah. She is sort of like, become the new guard of what dashboard confessional was she's making very i don't want to use the word simple but sort of stripped down songwriting that's predominantly just very sad um but she's so fucking good at it um and all of her songs are just so amazing and she has a project that was sort of like this like super group with phoebe bridges bridgers mm -hmm. Phoebe's a funny name. Phoebe. If, you, <laughs> if you really think about nice, it. Phoebe. Nice comment. E-beef is backwards. That would be Phoebe backwards. E-beef. I just remembered that you had that. What's Phoebe Bridgers backwards? Spell Phoebe Bridgers backwards. S-E-G-D-I-R-B-E-B-E-O-H-P. God, that's amazing. I love that. Eric has this amazing talent where he can spell anything backwards. Watch. But we don't talk about you, it. We're going to talk about we it right now. Expedition. N o i t i d e p x e. Incredible. You can you can check that. I don't need to. I. Know I mean, it's I'm telling correct. telling the fans at home. Um, it's like you were a genius, a boy genius. It's just selective dyslexia, I think, is what it is. It is. Uh, but boy genius is the name of the supergroup. Oh, oh right. Nice. Yes. Right. Yes. You like that? That was that was epic. That was good. That was epic. <laughs> yeah, that was so but yeah, it's uh Julian Baker, uh Lucy Dacus, who I don't know who that is, um, and Phoebe Bridgers. Um, put together a super group called Boy Genius. And then they put out a three-track EP. Honestly, 
didn't hit me as much as her as much as Julian Baker's original work. And that's fine because it's different. It's not as stripped down. It's more produced out. Mm -hmm. Um, but it almost like reminded me of, uh, do you remember, um, monsters of folk? No. Um, it was like, uh, Jim James or Yim Yames, um, from, Oh, my morning jacket. Um, Ah, yeah. Yeah. Yim Yames from my morning jacket. The Um, band that goes, yeah, exactly. That's exactly who they I, are. I, I do really uh, enjoy them. <laughs> and uh, Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes. Um, mm. And uh, I think one of the other members from Bright Eyes. And then, like, um, I think uh, Ben Gibbard um, from Dashboard were mm. all like came together. I might be wrong about Ben Gibbard. Um, but I think that, the, yeah, but Jim James and Connor Oberst are definitely in it. And they all came together and did this like super group. But it's good to see an all-female group, um, you know, and it's nice to to hear their perspective. Did you have any closing thoughts? Um, give a shout-out to my friend Alyssa, who uh, sent me this shirt. And she's super talented and young and super cool. Shout-out, Alyssa. Buy her clothes. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the link below. No, it's actually no. going to go above. It'll, it'll <laughs> go right here. We're going to put the link above. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, shout out Chaz. Nice. Dude's sick. Madoka. <laughs> yeah. There's always other stuff we can talk about, Eric, and you know, we'll we'll figure that out as it comes, I guess. Uh but I guess, you know, we'll just uh we'll have to circle back about it. <laughs>